And Doug always told me when I look, um, the, the times that I felt like it was time to move to a new position, he said, you're not competing against that job list of requirements. You're competing against other people going for that job. Don't feel like you have to be able to do 100% of it. And I thought that was so interesting when I first read that and when he first told me that, that was like rocking my world because I am a person who looks at everything that's required and I feel like I have to be able to do everything or else it's not a fit for me. Hi, I just want to welcome you to the Kim Peek Show. I am here to see you thrive in your faith, your family, and your work. I want to look at the news in the world and see how it impacts your world, how you can use it to build your faith, your family, your relationships, and your pursuits. Today, I'm really excited to talk about something that's been on my mind for quite a while, and that is the worth of your work. Have you ever thought about that? One of my favorite quotes is by Rose Tremaine, and it simply says, life is not a dress rehearsal. Another one of my favorite quotes is actually about money, but I think you can definitely relay it to time as well. It says, you can spend your money any way you want, but you can only spend it once. When I look at the work I do and the pursuits I go after, I really need to consider, is it worth my time? Do I wanna be taking that time? Or am I just kind of have myself on a track of busyness, like a hamster on a wheel, just going, 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 thinking I'm busy, but I'm not really doing anything. There's a couple of reasons why this is so important, right? Life is not a dress rehearsal. We only get one time, one life to do everything we're going to do. So we want to take a look at that and see what we're doing. And is it the direction we want to be going? Okay. So there's that part. There's also the part about what our family is doing, right? Every time I take a job or I go after um, a pursuit or I volunteer at church or with a nonprofit, that is spending that time. And sometimes I know in my life, I've made decisions and I've spent that time and the activity I did was not really that worthwhile. I could have spent a lot more worthwhile time with my family in that situation. And that's what we wanna look at today. The way we're gonna look at that today is really looking at the news of the last couple years since COVID, seeing how that has impacted women's work. And there have been a lot of disruptors in the field of women's work due to COVID. I think we can honestly say that COVID was one of the greatest disruptors we've seen in our lifetimes in many ways. I was at my job and I've shared with you before that I work for a Fortune 50 company and I, I'm in program management. You could say that's a good broad term for what I do. And I was supposed to take an inventory of some different activities that had gone on in the company over the last couple of years. And what I found is that many of them that were happening stopped happening due to the disruption of COVID. Now in my company, it is a company that sells products and services. And so reaching out to your customers is crucial, right? And they had a lot of those activities disrupted. And so I wanna look at a couple of ways 
uh, that we see in the news, some studies that have shown how women's work was disrupted due to COVID. Now, a lot of times we can look at COVID and the the downsides, and there certainly were the people that were ill, the people that passed away. We are seeing so many effects in our economy now. I could go on and on and on, and I don't want to discount any of those, right? But what I want to do today is target in on women and their work. So we're only going to take a small slice of the disruption of COVID and we're going to look at how that applies to our lives. Okay. The first news I want to talk about is that a lot of women left the workforce during the pandemic. I'm sure that's no surprise to you. Uh, It could have happened to you. um, And I'm sure it happened to people that you know. And there were a lot of reasons for that. There were a lot of studies out there. As a matter of fact, um, a MetLife study said that nearly half of all women say the pandemic has negatively affected their career path. Now, we look at that And I'm a kind of person, whenever there's disruptors, whenever there's obstacles, what I say is that that is an opportunity, all right? We can use it as an opportunity or an obstacle. So this study pointed out in their eyes a lot of negative effects of women leaving the workforce during the pandemic. And, you know, we heard a lot of stories um, say that was because women have more responsibility for nurturing and raising of the children. And so that was looked at negatively a lot. However, what I also read about in some stories, not this one specifically, but in some stories it talked about how women found a whole new life. They found that they wanted to stay home. They found that they wanted to homeschool their kids. They found that the job that they had was not the pursuit or the path they wanted to go down. And so when it, when we look at the pandemic and how it did disrupt a high percentage of women and their work, that's an opportunity. And I want to say, if that's you, that is an opportunity. It's a time for you to look at your life and to say, is this really what I want to be doing with my one lifetime that is not a dress rehearsal? Is this really the way I want to spend my time, right? Is this really worth the value of my work? Um, you know, sometimes we find that we're just kind of going along in a job and we don't realize that maybe our skills have increased, our responsibilities have increased. What we're doing has a higher value to the company, but our pay has remained the same. And sometimes we need to go and we need to push back a little and we need to ask for that raise or we need to make it valuable in other ways. And we're actually going to end this um podcast episode by talking about that, because I'm going to talk about women as negotiators. And I don't know if you heard it. I have heard it many times. Studies back this up that women are not as good at negotiating at their job as men are. There's a lot of reasons for that. And you can tell today I'm not really diving into reasons, right? Um, Sometimes we see the study numbers and there are intentions attributed to those. And I'm not really getting into those. What I want to talk about today is all focused on you. Are you looking at your life? Are you spending time where you want to? Are you going after the pursuits that you want to? Are you saying, well, today I have this job and what I really want to do is out of my reach, but I can start taking steps to get there. You know, if you left the workforce during the pandemic, or even if you didn't, the question is the same. What we just talked about, 
Are you doing the work that is worth it for you? Is the time you're spending away from your family worth it for you? Is what you're being paid for your job worth it for you? Okay, so that's kind of the first one. And and that disruptor, again, was that a lot of women left the workforce, but whether or not you did, it's still time for you to ask and look at your life and say, is this where I want to be or is this getting me to where I want to be? The next trend I want to look at is what women are looking for in a job because a lot of women did ask themselves that question and they determined that, you know what, the job I'm doing is not where I want to be. And so there's a couple of tips I have for you about this. Um, And I've done this. In fact, I can show you the note on my phone still where I have this. I thought about this actually over a couple of months. It wasn't just a one-time thing. I sat down, I wrote it out and I was done. I, I wrote it, I drafted it, and then I worked on it for a few months. And what it was is I outlined my dream job, okay? And um, gosh, I wish I would have brought it with me. I, I didn't do that. But what I looked at is not only what I wanted to do, but how I wanted to do it. And for me, that meant I really want a job that I can work remote. That's really important to me for a variety of reasons, right? I also thought about the kind of management I would want, and that's really important too, right? I've had in my job that I'm currently at, I'm sorry, the company I'm currently at, I'm on my fifth manager. And you know what? I can rank them pretty easily for you. And it's not really a ranking of a good manager to a bad manager. It's really a a ranking of my fit with that manager, right? My communication style, my work style, how I work, what my skills are, what I'm best at, and how that fits with that other manager. And I encourage you to make that part of your dream job that you are outlining. Also, I think it's really important when you look at that to really lay down what are your non-negotiables. You know, um, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I um, was doing with Doug that one of my non-negotiables is that in anything I did while the kids were um, growing up, we always had one of us available to them. Now, for us, we didn't have any extended family in the area, um, which might have been a factor in that. But for us, it was the two of us, right? And we wanted to make sure in as much as it was possible for us to do that always one of us was available to our children. I think that really helps um, bring a lot of security to kids. And I think that's one thing, topic for another podcast for another day, but that's one thing that is really important for kids to have safety and that security they feel with their family. And for us, it was really important to communicate that to them that they always could get a hold of one of us. As far as trends and what talent is needed from women these days or from employers, I thought this was a really good quote. And I want to read this to you. At the same time, this is talking about in the last couple of years, U.S. employers are facing a talent crunch as Americans are quitting their jobs at record rate throughout 2021 in search of roles better suited to their needs and interests. As such, in employment's Experts say businesses must turn their attention toward what kind of work environment and solutions they can provide in order to hire and retain more working women. Women are overwhelmingly looking for increased flexibility, career progression opportunities, and 
this is what they're looking for in their current and future employment opportunities. So I think that really shows you some of the things we've talked about, that flexibility women need. Um, and, and I would say don't apologize for that, right? And so um, I think that's something that when you look at your dream job, you outline it and you look at what your non-negotiables are. Another stat you may have heard, and if you're in the business world, I'd almost guarantee you've heard this, is that men will apply for a job if they feel like they're 60% qualified as far as the job requirements, but women usually only apply if they feel like they meet 100% of the requirements. Um, when I look at my husband, Doug, and myself, I can definitely see that bear out as true. And Doug always told me when I look, um, the, the times that I felt like it was time to move to a new position, he said, you're not competing against that job list of requirements. You're competing against other people going for that job. Don't feel like you have to be able to do a hundred percent of it. And I thought that was so interesting when I first read that. And when he first told me that, that was like rocking my world because I am a person who looks at everything that's required and I feel like I have to be able to do everything or else it's not a fit for me. One thing that's also helped me with this is having a mentor. And I encourage you if you don't have a mentor to seek one out. I have a couple of mentors that um, I've really been able to turn to over the last several years. And you know, when you hear the word mentor, um, at first, it almost seems like such a heavy word to me. It's like, wow, this person has to be so committed to teach me so many things. But you know, you can have a mentor that you just go to for specific questions. And I know that actually one of my former managers in the company I'm at now is my greatest mentor and cheerleader I think I've ever had in the business world, right? She is so encouraging. And what I can do is take a question to her, right? And so it's not like we meet every two weeks on the Thursday at three o'clock. It's nothing like that. What it is, is when I run into things I'm not sure about, I just reach out to her and ask her if she has a little time and we get together. And that's so helpful. It doesn't have to be somebody at your work, right? And, and it doesn't just have to apply to the area of work, but mentors are so so important in your life. And I know um, one of my really good friends is a mentor to me. And the reason why is because I take her questions. She has um, worked in the business world before. She has very similar values to me. And so we relate on so many levels and I take a lot of questions to her. But, you know, that kind of overcomes the insecurity or the lack of confidence to go for something when you have a mentor that you know you can take those questions to and, and you can just rise in your confidence. I, I think for me as a woman, that's one of the biggest things. And, and that's one of the things that whenever I face a new obstacle, I like all the confidence I've built up suddenly deflates. It's like a balloon. It just goes, right? And so that mentor can help me. That mentor can help me face the next obstacle, but also that mentor can help me recall and remember what obstacles I've overcome before, right? And I think that's super, super important. The last thing I want to talk about is negotiators. Um, I, I think it's really well known that men, again, have a lot more confidence in negotiating a lot of the times. And so I wanted to share with you a couple of things that I have found along the way that have really helped me. 
The first is to think about negotiating as much more than your salary. When I um, first got a job, I read an article that said, you should always negotiate, never accept the first offer. And to me, I, I got an offer and it was my first job at this um, company and I was thrilled to be getting it. And the last thing I, I felt like I wanted to do was to ask for more money, right? I mean, I was really grateful that they had offered me what they had. And it just really made me like feel sick to my stomach thinking about asking for more money. But what I realized is negotiating is a lot more than about money. And what I did in that case is I asked if I could work from home most of the time. If you remember just a few minutes ago, I said how that is super, super important to me to be able to work from home most of the time. And so that was kind of a negotiation, but I felt really comfortable with it because you know what? It was something I really believed in and it was something I really wanted. And that's one thing I would say when you're negotiating, really think about what you believe in asking for and what you really want. Okay. Um, it's not just a formula, you know, they offer you something, you have to come back with a, a number and, and you go back and forth like that. But really thinking about negotiating is getting to your dream job. And again, your dream job is much more than what you're paid and what you're do what you're doing in the job, right? It's how you do it. It's why you do it. It, it is what you're, you're doing, but it's all of those things. So I want you to really think about that. The other thing is if, uh, Honestly, I want you to just kind of close your eyes, take a breath, and I want to say this sentence, and I want you to honestly think about how you feel when I say it, okay? Close your eyes, take the breath, and now listen to what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, you need to negotiate for something with your manager. Okay, open your eyes. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel a little nervous? Like, oh, I don't want to go and ask for something. Um you know, you very well may feel that way. And whether you do or not, what I want to encourage you to do, if, if you're not like really adept at negotiating, is start small. And I'll tell you a story. Six years ago, I was in Europe. And I wasn't just on a week or two trip to Europe. I was in Europe for almost the whole summer. My husband was on sabbatical. And he's like, hey, let's go to Europe for the summer. And my stomach got a big pit in it. I just had this pit in my stomach because I thought, well, how am I going to do that? I'm not on sabbatical. I have a full-time job. So I was just like so nervous even thinking about it. And on one hand, I was like, well, I can't not go to Europe if my whole family's going to Europe. But on the other hand, it just seemed so impossible. So I thought about talking to my manager about this and Again, I was just like so nervous. But what I did is I put the idea out to him. I said, my husband has this opportunity for our family to go to Europe for the summer. He's on sabbatical. And I just had a conversation with him to let him know that was coming up. I did it quite a while, you know, months ahead of time. And that was a very awkward conversation for me. So... I put the idea out to him and said, I'd like to talk to him more about, you know, what some options might be. So a couple of weeks later, we had the next conversation about it. And you know what? It was just as awkward. Come to find out, which I didn't know at the time, he thought that I was just going to want to 
go on the sabbatical, look for another job while I was on sabbatical and not come back. Once we figured that out, and I'm not sure why he thought that, but once we figured that out, we were able to talk about options. And what ended up happening is for 10 weeks, he allowed me to work half time, which was a huge, huge thing for him to let me do. That is not a typical thing done at the company, but he allowed me to do it. And so we worked it out and I was thrilled and it worked out so well. I was able to spend so much more time with my family doing great fun things in Europe than if we hadn't been able to work that out. So start small. Don't feel like you need to go ask for something that you're really nervous about. Let your manager know that you need to talk with him about something, lay it out, let your manager, he or she have some time to think about it as well. And that's another thing I've just learned in general is like, don't, don't pounce, right? Don't put things on people and ask for a decision right away, set it up, give it a little time and then have a conversation. So these are things I wanted to share with you. All of these really contribute to you thinking about your life today. What are you doing? Maybe you don't work at a job. Maybe you volunteer quite a bit for a nonprofit. Maybe there's several nonprofits. Maybe there's several volunteer things you do, right? Maybe you have all these little volunteer things you do and a little part-time side hustle, as they call it. And once you look at it all, you're like, wow, I'm spending 20 hours a week on all of this and I'm not really, it's not really worth it for me or for my family to be doing this. Maybe it's time to look at getting a part-time job that would really fit more with where you want to go and be a value for you and your family. Make it more valuable for you to have that time away from your family. Maybe uh, you don't have a job and you don't want to get a paying job at all because of different uh, factors in your life. That's great. You can still look at what you're doing and ask your question the same. Is it worth your time what you're doing? Life is not a dress rehearsal. You can spend your time however you want, but you can only spend it once. And we only get one time around in this world for our life. So I just want to encourage you with those inspirational thoughts that weren't mine, but I borrowed from other people. But I also want to encourage you to think through these different things. You know, um, is it time to do something different? What talents and how do you want to work? Number two. Number three, go for what you really want. You know, don't be held back by a lack of confidence. And number four, negotiate. These are all different um, kind of tools for your toolkit, I would say, that can be applied to many different areas of life. I really focused on job because that's where I've learned a lot of these things specifically, but apply them throughout your life. I, I think you'll find that you're happier, that you have more confidence, you uh, feel more secure as a person, and your relationships with your family and friends are better and stronger because you are stronger in what you know you want to do. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope this was helpful and I would love to get comments, you know, um, on the YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel. If you're watching, you can drop comments, you can drop questions. I would absolutely love that interaction with you for all of you, whether you're listening on a, on Apple, um, podcast or another platform or you're watching on YouTube, I would love for you to subscribe. And again, I'd love to get your feedback. So remember, 
you are the person guiding your life, right? And I want to see you thrive doing that in your faith, your family, and your work. Today we talked about work, but it applies to all of them. I hope you'll join me again next week, and I hope you'll subscribe, and I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for joining the Kim Peak Podcast. Thank you.